Good morning, Harvest Christian Fellowship Church. Welcome to the service. Thank you so much for joining us online. It's great to sort of see you. And guys, we are weeks away from our grand opening on September 12th. If you have not reserved a seat or booked it off your work or whatever you need to do, I really encourage you to do that because we're going to be back in the room and it's going to be incredible. As much as we have all loved this online season, um, it's going to be good to be back in the room. Um, hello, my name is Karen. For those of you who don't know me, I get to be on staff here at this wonderful church, and I have the privilege of speaking to you today. And we are in part four of our Hearing God series. I hope you've really enjoyed the series so far. Um, if you missed any of the messages and you want to listen to them again, they're all online, so you can catch up whenever you want to. Um, and before I get started, I just want to honor, as always, our incredible leadership team and our pastors, Roy and Christina. And um, I actually felt to just take like 30 seconds and maybe just pray for them. Because, guys, we're heading into September and, you know, we've been in COVID and it's been a weird season. And we're not, I don't think we're coming back to what it used to be or how it used to be. I think we as a church are coming into a new season and I'm really excited for the way that Pastor Roy and Chris are gonna lead us and the vision that they have for it. And I think we should just maybe as a congregation, we're just gonna take a few seconds and pray for them and just pray fresh anointing and vision over them. So wherever you are in your houses, just join me for a second as we pray for them. God, we thank you so much for our incredible leadership team. We thank you for Pastor Roy and Chris and the incredible blessing they are to not only this church, but this city and each and every person that they pastor and they come in contact with. God, we just thank you for them. And right now, God, we as a congregation, as a family, we just pray and speak blessing over them. We speak anointing over them, God. We pray just protection and health and safety over them and their family. And we thank you for them. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. We have some awesome leaders, Pastor Roy and Chris. We love you. We are with you. We're behind you in this exciting upcoming season. So here we are, part four, hearing God. And today I'm speaking on hearing God in creation. Hearing God in creation. I want to start by reading Romans chapter one and verse 20. And if you don't know where Romans is, it's in sort of the back half of your Bible in the New Testament. And it's actually, it was originally written as a letter to the Romans. Um, so let's have a look at what it says. For ever since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through his workmanship, all his creation, the wonderful things that he has made, so that they who fail to believe and trust in him are without excuse and without defense. And the first thing I want us to understand today is that God speaks through his creation. Before we go further, let's just pray. Jesus, thank you for this opportunity to learn about you and for this opportunity to hear from you. And God, as always, would you just take these words and use them to your glory. God, I pray that people who are listening today in whatever situation or circumstance they're in, God, would you just reach them? Would you speak specifically to them in their situation, God? We thank you that you love us enough to want a relationship with us and to want to speak to us. So God, we are listening this morning, and I pray that you just bless the words that I prepared. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. When I was a kid, I loved going into the living room and watching a nature show on TV with my dad. Um, I think I got my love of nature probably from my dad because he loves birds and he loves being outside and camping and hiking and all those things. And I just remember from a young age just being so in awe of landscapes, of animals, of anything in nature that you could watch on those nature programs or that you could go outside and see. And I just love nature. I just love that kind of stuff. And nature is God's creation. And I believe he can speak to us through it. Now, if you're not a nature person, that is totally fine. (laughs) Um, I want you to think for a second about your favorite book. I want you to think maybe about your favorite painting or your favorite movie. Just get that in your head for a second. (laughs) And now I want you to think, what is it that you can learn from the author, the painter, the director, producer, by admiring their work, their movie, their book, whatever the case may be. Because if we think back about creation, I think, The planet is God's handiwork. And I think we can learn a lot about the artist by admiring their creation and looking at their creation. Again, in the verses we just recently read in Romans, it says, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through his workmanship, all his creation, the wonderful things he has made. Something that I have noticed and I've got a revelation of is things like the ocean. When you're standing before the ocean, which I don't get to do a lot now, but um, I lived in Australia for a time and I got to see the ocean a lot. And when you stand in front of the ocean and these giant waves are coming at you and you see the endless space of waters, it just reminded me a lot of how massive and endless God is. And in those moments when I'm looking at the ocean and these crazy waves, it also makes me feel really small in kind of a good way. And it reminds me that God is so big and so powerful, and I'm just a little piece of his story, and I get to be a little piece of that. And then I think about the detail of like a flower petal. If ever you look really closely at some flowers, it's actually incredible, all the colors and all the textures in there. And if you look at insects, maybe you don't like spiders, that's okay. But if you look at something like a dragonfly, they've got all these colors and all these details. And looking at those things makes me realize, man, God is a God of detail. And some of these things like insects or flowers actually don't have a whole long like lifespan. They don't even last that long. But God still puts so much design and effort into these little things. And that reminds me that he cares about the little details of my life. So I just so believe that God speaks through creation. We can hear him. We can see a better picture of him when we look at his creation. I found some beautiful verses in Psalms about this that I really want to read to you. So just have a listen to these. Psalm 104, 24 to 25. How many are your works, Lord? In wisdom, you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. There's the sea, vast and spacious, teeming with creatures beyond number, living things, both large and small. From Psalm 95, verse three to seven. 
For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if only you would hear his voice. So this whole series is about hearing God, and we've learned in earlier weeks that God is about relationship. And we know that good relationships need good communication. And I believe that God absolutely wants to talk to us and he wants to hear our voice. But we need to make sure that we are also taking the time to hear him. So I want to give you two different points today, only two, um, about how can we hear God in creation. So number one, how do we hear God in creation? By engaging with creation. I'm going to pull a few quotes from Nathan Finocchio's book, Hearing God, which we're studying in this series. From page 135, it says, The way to be thankful for something is to encounter it. I love that thought. So how do we engage with creation? I actually think it's extremely simple. I think we go for a walk and we look at the trees and we actually just take time to observe God's creation. Kind of the same way you would read a book or go to the theater to watch a movie or go to an art gallery and observe some paintings. You take the time and you go and you engage with God's creation. So going for a walk going camping, sit outside the next time there's a thunderstorm and just watch the power of it. It's pretty spectacular. Um, I love these verses from Job 12. But ask the animals and they'll teach you or the birds in the sky and they'll tell you or speak to the earth and it will teach you or let the fish in the sea inform you. Which of all these things does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? In his hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all mankind. And okay, so we've been talking about nature. That's all good and that's fun. Um, But again, some of you might not be nature people and that's totally fine. So I wanna talk about some other forms of creation. I actually wanna talk about humanity for a second. One of my friends like dropped this bomb of a revelation one day and it has stuck with me. She said, Karen, If every human being was made in the image of God, then every human being, Christian or not, has the fingerprint of God on them. And that really stuck with me, I think, because sometimes we think we can't see God in certain people if they're on a specific part of their journey or maybe they haven't met Jesus yet or whatever. But I think if God has taken the time to craft each one of us and know us by name, surely we can admire God's creation in any human we meet. Which can also mean, for me, I sort of think about, well, when I get frustrated with someone who cuts in front of me, steals my parking spot, or annoys me, or whatever, it's like, hey, wait a second, that's God's creation. And he took the time to put his design and his fingerprint on that human being. So how can I appreciate it, and how can I see God through that person? I think God can also use absolutely anything he wants to to speak to us. I think he uses a lot of creative things like books, music, movies, all those types of things. 
There was one day fairly recently in my life when, I don't know if some of you maybe have this, but I just had a moment where I was like, I don't like how my daily routine is going and um, I want to like revamp my fitness schedule and like do all this stuff. And I suddenly got this like whole flurry of energy and I pulled out this big sheet of paper and I'm just like writing on all these like new goals (laughs) and all this stuff that I want to do. And I just like my brain is just going. And it was honestly probably just me being restless and wanting to like somehow take control of bits of my life. So I was just like going at it. And then finally I like slow down and I go to bed. And before I sleep, I like to read a little bit. So I picked up the book that I was reading. And a lot of times I'm like, I wanna like see how many pages I can get through. (laughs) I have lots of goals, people, it's fine. Um, And I got maybe three or four sentences in, in this book. And it doesn't even matter what the book was, but this author was quoting a verse from Isaiah, um, Isaiah 1, verse 12. And all it said was, why this frenzy of sacrifices? And those few words just like leapt out at me. And I felt like the Holy Spirit grabbed my attention and was like, hey, Karen, can I just like have your attention for a minute? And I was like, whoa. Yes, yes, God, you can have my attention. After all my busyness, after all my brainstorming, it was like everything just stopped. And I felt like the Holy Spirit was like, hey, like all the things you want to do, like all those things you just wrote out and like your plans and your goals, all those things are like not bad, but like I actually just want to hang out with you. <laughs> like I don't need you to, to do all this good stuff. And some of it's biblical <laughs> and some of it is just like really, really good. But I just felt like in that moment, God was like, hey, there's like a frenzy of stuff, of sacrifice, of things you want to do. But I just actually want to be with you. And I tell you that story for two different reasons. One of them is I got that revelation through a book. And it wasn't the Bible. Well, it kind of was the Bible, I guess. But I was reading a different book. And God got my attention And I just, I really believe that God can use whatever he wants to, to get our attention and speak to us. And the second reason I want to tell you that story is because it leads into point number two. Now, point number two is how do we hear God in creation? By resting. Ooh, by resting. Because in that moment, of my life, I was a frenzy and a flurry of action and doing things. And I felt like God stopped it all and said, hey, just rest. You don't have to do anything. I just want to be with you. And because I stopped and because I had a moment of rest, I was able to hear what God wanted to say to me. I want to read some more verses because the Bible is great. From Job again. I, I don't know why I feel like I just discovered these verses. I just think they're so poetic and beautiful. So um, Job 37, 5 to 18. So just listen to this. God's voice thunders in marvelous ways. He does great things beyond our understanding. He says to the snow, fall on the earth and to the rain shower, be a mighty downpour so that everyone he has made may know his work. He stops all people from their labor. The animals take cover, they remain in their dens. The tempest comes out from its chamber, the cold from the driving winds. The breath of God produces ice and the broad waters become frozen. He loads the clouds with moisture. He scatters his lightning through them. At his direction, they swirl around over the face of the whole earth to do whatever he commands them. 
He brings the cloud to punish people or to water his earth and show his love. Listen to this, Job. Stop and consider. Stop and consider God's wonders. We're talking about rest. Another quote from Nathan. God's voice comes to those who purposefully and regularly, purposefully and regularly withdraw from from an obsession with self-sufficiency and striving into a place of physical and emotional rest in God. I don't know about you, but I think I fall into the frenzy and the flurry and the self-sufficiency trap way too often. But I'm working on it and I'm learning to rest. Um, Back in Romans, I want to pull out another verse. And I feel like this is kind of a gentle warning that Paul's giving people, but also to us today. It says in verse 25, they changed the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator. I think we need to be careful to not get so caught up doing things for God that we miss out on the relationship with God. I think we need to be careful to not worship or idolize created things or the busyness of life rather than worshiping and idolizing our creator. And I think this is why rest and quiet are so important. All right, I want you to picture yourself in a room full of people. COVID doesn't exist in this scenario. (laughs) You're in a room full of people. Everybody's chatting. Maybe it's a party. They've got music on. It's a really good time. There's a whole lot of noise. Lots of stuff is going on. You're just having a great time. And then you feel a vibration. It's your phone in your pocket, and you pull it out, and you're getting a call that you want to answer. What do you do in that moment? Would you just like stand in the middle of the room and answer your phone and like shout over it? (laughs) Probably not. What I would do is I would push through the crowd, get away from the noise, go stand in a quiet room, answer my phone so that in the quietness of that space, I could hear the other person on the line. And I think through learning to rest in God, we need to learn how to push through the noise Come on, push through the noise, get away from all that stuff, get away from the busyness and get into a space and a time when we can clearly hear God on the line because he's there and I believe he wants to speak to us. Nathan says, Sabbath is a discipline of intentionally resting in God, the laying down of one's tools. It's a recognition that our ability has limits, but there's no limit to God's ability. It's trusting that God can make up for our loss of working time while we withdraw into rest with him. It's voluntarily recognizing that God oversees outcomes. Sabbath is a shedding of self-reliance and a fixing of our gaze on the one from whom all life flows. The other day I was running. I really do enjoy running actually. And I like setting a, um, a distance and kind of a pace goal and all this sort of stuff. So I was running one day. I wasn't listening to any music because I was like, oh, I'll like observe my surroundings, you know, go in nature and all this stuff. And so I'm running along and I kind of feel like the Holy Spirit says, hey, Karen, you should just walk for a while. 
But me and all my goals and all my productivity, I was like, oh, but Jesus, like I'm tracking my time. Like I want to like keep running. (laughs) I'm so silly sometimes. Um, And I felt like God responded. He was like, no, like Karen, it's okay. Like you have nothing to win here. And then I, this is so embarrassing, but I was like, well, God, it says in the Bible that you run to win. (laughs) And I felt like God graciously responded. And he's like, yes, but what is the prize right now? And I stopped running and I realized the prize was to have a moment with Jesus, to hang out with him, to be with him, to hear his voice. And man, it's so easy to like, not want to slow down or to keep going or to keep being productive or to even think that the things we're doing, because sometimes the things we're doing are actually valuable and important and good. But I think sometimes God's like, yeah, like all that's awesome, but I just want to be with you. And I think it's such a beautiful moment when we can stop ourselves and when we can be with him. Have you ever... (laughs) Have you ever had a scripture that like keeps popping up and you're like, I think Jesus is trying to tell me something. Um, I have felt like this scripture has popped up honestly for the past couple of years. It's just like really, I don't know if I'm not learning my lesson yet or what, but the verse is this, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. I like how in this translation it says, he makes me lie down. (laughs) Other translations say he lets, so I'm not sure exactly what it is, but in this translation it says he makes me. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, Holy Spirit, sometimes you really need to like make me lie down and make me rest in you. Because we get so caught up in the frenzy of sacrifice or we get so caught up in a rush. Nathan says, one of the most practical and primary ways we can listen for him is by practicing the spiritual discipline of rest. Connecting to the goodness of what he speaks through his creation. A couple of years ago, I was on a road trip in the beautiful Australia, beautiful country of Australia. And my friend was driving and she pulled up to this beach And it was like pretty early in the morning. It was so beautiful. And there was a little beach in front of us and then the ocean, which just stretches out forever. So it was like amazing. And she just parked the car and turned it off. And she was like, let's just sit here for a minute. And um, she's very in tune with the Holy Spirit. She's like, maybe Holy Spirit just wants to talk to us. So we just sat there and we just gave space. And I had my phone just playing some music as we were sitting there. And it was playing the song, My Soul Waits by Bethany Bernard, one of my favorite songs and favorite artists. And so as I'm sitting there looking at the beach and looking at the waves, I hear these lyrics. Your praise is an ocean and my troubles are a puddle. And I definitely cried in that moment because that's just what I do. But... It was so powerful to me to have a rest moment and then to see God speak so powerfully a loving revelation of who he is through creation in front of me, like nature before my eyes, and also through the creation of somebody's music. So I believe God wants to speak to you and he wants to speak to you through his creation. So a couple of ideas for you, okay? This is something you can do this week. You can go for a walk in nature 
preferably without your phone or with your phone on silent and just leave space for the Holy Spirit to talk to you. And hey, the next time you go and watch a movie or read a book, maybe actually pause and be like, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you wanna say? Because I'm reading this story or I'm reading this book or whatever, but what do you wanna say through it? Nathan Pinocchio says another great quote, God's voice in nature calls us to rest and renewal as part of our whole self growing. We need to choose to declutter our hearts in response. There is a relationship between rest, recreation, and creation, but we must make room for it. You have to make room for it. So again, engaging with creation and resting. Something I want you to maybe think about and consider is what is the noise in your life? You know, we talked about that phone scenario. What is in your life that is actually causing noise and distraction and hindering you from hearing the Holy Spirit? Maybe it's something like social media or Netflix. Maybe it's a relationship that's negative. Maybe like me, it's just getting caught in the frenzy and getting caught in the busyness of life. But whatever it is, I encourage you to identify it and then take time to walk away from it and be with Jesus. I just wanna read the scripture and then I wanna pray for us as we close today. For the Lord is the great God. We read this before, but it's so good. I wanna read it again. The great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. So come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if only you would hear his voice. Jesus, thank you so much that you speak to us. Thank you that you use your creation to get a hold of us, God, to tell us how much you love us. And thank you, God, that you just want to spend time with us too. You're so loving, God. I just pray that all of us would take the time that we need to just hear from you, to push away the noise, to push away the distraction, God, to rest in you. I pray that we'd stop being in such a hurry. And I thank you, God, that you love your people so much and you can't wait. You can't wait to have a conversation with us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Just before we wrap up, I also just want to talk to anyone who has maybe never started a personal relationship with Jesus. And everyone who knows what I'm about to say, maybe just be praying for this moment. But I want to talk to you if you've never decided that you want Jesus in your life as the Lord of your life. All you have to do today is ask. All you have to do is just start the conversation. And the beautiful thing is God has already started the conversation with you from a long time ago. And all you have to do is respond. He loves you so much and he wants to give you a fresh start and a new life in him. And if you want that today, all you have to do is just say that you want it. Um, so I'll just pray a prayer and you can repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me the way that you do. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on a cross to save me from my sin. I believe you are God and I ask you to come into my life 
start communicating with me as I communicate with you. I give you my life, Jesus. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. If you have prayed that prayer for the very first time today, congratulations, you just made the best decision you could ever make. And we just highly encourage you to tell somebody about it. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell someone you trust. You can tell us. We would, oh my goodness, we would love to hear about it. And we would love to just get you a Bible, give you some resources so that you can start this journey with Jesus. And if you do want to tell us, you can either just comment on this live stream right now, or you can text us, just get a hold of us because we'd love to just celebrate with you in this. Well, Harvest, thus ends the Hearing God series. And again, I hope you've just been blessed and I hope that you continue to listen to what he wants to say to you. Next week, Pastor Roy is kicking off a new series and man, it's gonna be good. And the days ahead are so, so good. So thank you, Harvest, for continuing to just be faithful, for being here. And we will see you next time.